listening to She Rises, a podcast dedicated to women who are ready to stop settling and start living their lives by design. If you're ready to talk about the stuff that weighs you down and get practical advice on everything from your health, body image, spirituality, relationships, and personal growth, then you're in the right place. Hello, I'm Giovanna Capoza, your host, master coach, spiritual teacher, and mind-body expert, and I'm on a mission to unsettle women all over the world. Are you ready to rise? Hello and welcome back to another episode of She Rises. I'm your host, Giovanna Capoza, and today I am here with powerhouse guest Tara Winston. Tara Winston is the ringleader of interactions and principal of Interact Consulting. She's dedicated her life to helping her clients unleash the potential of each employee. She is a leadership consultant and executive coach with over 20 years of internal and external business consulting experience. She has flexible style and has driven results in the boardroom and on plant floors for Fortune 100 companies and small startups alike. Tara's successful approach comes from her unique blend of hard and soft business skills. She holds a BS in systems engineering from the University of Virginia and an MBA from Stanford University and coaching certification from the Coaches Training Institute. Prior to founding her business, Tara worked at Deloitte Consulting as a consultant on process strategy and organizational engagements as the director of PepsiCo, doing traditional HR and organizational development. Now, if that isn't a resume, I don't know what is. I was blown away just by Tara's breadth of experience, but just also by her. I mean, you'll see in the show, she is my soul sister. She's got amazing personality and she's a wealth of wisdom for entrepreneurs. And in particular, in this show, we talk about women transitioning into entrepreneurship and getting aligned with your values and having those be the guiding factors in your life. This show is great. I hope you enjoy it. Please don't forget to come over to SheRisesPodcast.com after the show. Check out the show notes and hey, leave us a comment and start a conversation there. You can also join us on the Facebook group at She Rises Podcast Tribe on Facebook and the link to that will also be in the show notes. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, Tara. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on She Rises. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I am just blown away. I just um, introduced you with your all your background and I'm still sort of blown away at all the amazing accomplishments you have and what you're bringing to the world and just what you're representing for women. Um, you're amazing. I just have to tell you that right off the top. <laughs> Oh my God. So this is going to be a love fest because I looked at your bio and I was like, wow, can I be you when I grow up? That's that's all I'm asking. That's what I was saying. I was like, <laughs> I want to be Tara when I grow up. So I have this thing, like I, I'm, I just transparently share with my audience everything. So I'm going to share it with you too. I always have this thing, like I wasn't educated enough and I didn't get enough degrees and I didn't go to university. And so like, it's so flattering to me when people give me a compliment like that, because I look at your background and everything you've achieved. And I just think, oh my God, like literally powerhouse woman. So we've already started with a love fest. <laughs> It is love fest. And I, I I so believe that everyone has their unique power and your like your education, your spiritual education can dwarf anybody with, with a wall full of degrees. And I have to tell you, some of the wisest people that I, I take counsel from, that I still bring my problems to, don't have degrees on their wall. In fact, you want to know something that's that's hilarious. You know, I'm a coach, and of course I have a coach, you know, hence 
Hence, don't ever believe in a coach that does not exactly. themselves invest in themselves. Public service my announcement. Coach, <laughs> public service <laughs> announcement. My coach was a carpenter. He was an actor. <laughs> so my so the person that I that I paid for my guidance has none of the degrees on the wall that I do. Oh my God, is your coach Harrison Ford? Because that's what he was. <laughs> he was a carpenter. It's either Harrison Ford or maybe it was Jesus. I don't know about the acting thing, but for, for Jesus, you know, I'm so I'm, I am totally going to tell tell David, my coach, that he is he's is basically a rugged Harrison Ford with Jesus abs. That yeah. is exactly okay. who he is. Perfect. I love it. I love the visual. I love it. Well, you know, thank you for that. And again, welcome to the show. I start most shows with this rising moment. You know, I call the show She Rises and it's really about that spirit within each of us as human beings, but as women, this show's dedicated to women to reinvent ourselves, to get to a place where we're like, God, this is not working and I need to burn the old, reinvent, start new. And I know that every woman has a story, if not 10 of these moments. And so I wonder if you would share with the audience one of your moments where you were just, you had to rise to the occasion, whatever that was. So I am going to share with you guys the moment. It's probably the the biggest defining one. So what I found is, you know, when, when that she rises moment comes, the very first one, um, that one is, is so hard and so jarring because you didn't even know you had it in you. And all, all subsequent ones, they're interesting and, and difficult on their first right. But I feel like the first one, losing your she rises virginity is really rare. Um, <laughs> I am so going to yeah. quote you on that. I, I need to create a tweetable from that. <laughs> that like that's the one that because it's, it's the first time you don't have any proof that this is not going to be the end of you oh, right you so operate solely on faith right so for me you know I I always grew up the the kind of girl that that did everything she was supposed to do I, I was the good girl right I'm first born you know it was always focused on your education work really hard delay gratification like I was that poster child like all my friends were like God, I would hate bringing you around because because the parents would go be like Tara. So when you are that person and you continue to do all the right things that family and society tell you to do, you get to a point where you have a, a nice cozy little career with a salary that a bunch of people will be very envious of. Um, and I had gotten to a point where any of my friends on, on the, listening to this podcast, I was in corporate America and I had gotten a door, an office with a door. You know, <laughs> damn right, that's hey. a line right there. <laughs> And I've been working my butt off and I was miserable. And, you know, I had, there's this thing in me that kept saying that, that I want more, I want different, but my brain kept translating it into like, oh, work hard, get, you know, get a, get a cooler job, get, get on a path. And I finally took stock and realized, like, I looked up at like what the next promotion would be. And I don't, I didn't want that job. Now I wanted the title and the money and the perks, but the actual work. And then like, I looked at the position after that and the one after that. And I realized I was busting my ass, climbing a ladder that every single step along the way, I didn't want. Uh, so well, what crap. was your, what was, yeah, exactly. Crap. And I, I just want to pause a minute because there's so many women listening to this. And I, I feel like you're telling my story because there's so many of us that we just truck along with what cultural or societal expectations are, which are, you know, get a job, save money, you know, make sure it's a good job, get educated, like you said, and, and live your life and save money. And hopefully one day you'll have a retirement plan, right? Exactly. And then, and then you'll live, right? Like, yeah, and then you can start living. 
<laughs> have a great, you know, enjoy yourself. So I, you know, I just kind of, I, I kind of sat in it and I started looking for new jobs because that's what you say. Okay. I'll just go to a different company. Um, sure. That'll, that'll fix everything. Um, and I was so lucky as to have already had a vacation planned right around that, that time when it really got the most painful. And so I had a, a couple days with my crazy family. Um, we actually, a bunch of us went to Italy. And so in the midst of all this craziness and, and pasta and, and trying to not speak very bad Italian, I had the last, the very last day I was found myself by myself sitting by a canal in Venice and I burst into tears. And I said, I cannot figure this out. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a thinker, right? I do a plan and I, you know, you get the books, what colors my parachute? I did all of that and I couldn't figure it out. And, and finally I said, you know what? I, you know, I, I looked to the universe and I said, if you tell me the next step, I promise I will do it. No questions asked. I don't even need to see the whole picture. I just need to know what the first step is. And I said, and you're going to have to burn a bush because I'm really not that, obe- <laughs> that, that observant. <laughs> Right. Bring on the burning bush. <laughs> it needs to be like a, like a thunderclap in the sky. And so not, not two weeks later, I was talking to my college roommate and I asked her what she would do if she could quit her job. And she said, oh, I would go to Paris and eat baguettes and learn French. And I said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. It's a recession going on. <laughs> we, we don't have trust funds. We have, we have, our parents work for a living. What is wrong with you? And she started telling me about all these people she knew that had done it. And then she flipped the question on me. Tara, what would you do if you could quit your job? I said, well, since we're being stupid, I would go somewhere and practice my Spanish. And the minute that I said it, I felt a shift on the inside. I knew that I knew that I knew. Like my, like <laughs> some bush was burning somewhere because I, it, it just, it was so marked And it different. was speaking Spanish. And it was speaking Spanish apparently. And it's so different. Like, to go from a good girl who follows all the steps to having a voice say, apparently you just got to quit your very good job in a very bad recession and go somewhere you've never been. And so I did, I, you know, I, I spent a couple months getting, you know, getting my finances in order and, um, that following February. So not, not even six months after kind of that initial aha, I quit my job. I rented a studio apartment in Argentina in Buenos Aires. And I spent two months living off the grid. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> and I had no idea what was on the back end. I know I, I didn't know I was gonna start a business. I, I I just knew that I had to do something. Like the she rise in me spoke and says I had to do something different and it had to be on faith. Mm, I just wanna pick out there because it was so beautiful and I wanna make sure that everyone listening does not miss this. When you're in your head, you cannot figure this out. And the second you went into, well, if we're just going to be stupid and like play with <laughs> desires, right? I love what you said there. Like, all right, let's just be dumb. But the second you went to like, you know, no consequences. I'm just going to speak out a desire because it's silly anyway. And I can't make it happen anyway. When you got in touch with that desire, there something inside of you went, ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to pin that moment for everyone that's listening because we don't let ourselves go there, especially if you're an ambitious, motivated high achieving woman, we are in our head all the time. So kudos to you because you're she with a capital S, which, you know, to me is your spirit, your inner spirit, your soul was saying, listen, girl, you need to go somewhere and learn Spanish and just chill out for a bit. And you listened. Absolutely. You know, and, and what I now know, and then, you know, this is after you know years of, of kind of being away from it and, and now coaching people is that voice, that part of you 
has been there all the time. It speaks to you constantly. And what I started to, to I, I, went, I would go back now in my life and do, do the accounting and realize that voice inside of you, that when, when you hear about something, that voice either goes, yes, or it goes, Mm-mm, no, ilk. <laughs> exactly. And, and what, we, what we often do is that voice hits us on the inside. We then go to our minds, we draw pros and cons, and we, we often overrule the voice on the inside. And when I did the math and said, for every decision that I made, where the voice on the inside aligned with the intellectual decision that I made, more often than not, I was very happy with my choice. And every time when I, when I made the intellectual choice to override that feeling on the inside, oftentimes I wasn't happy with the outcome. And I started to see that it wasn't just, you know, that, that, that capital she is actually wisdom. It's, you know, neuro, neuroscience will say that it is the part of you that is processing your experiences. It's, it's, it's not a gut feel. It's not some magic, mystical, mystical thing. It is your inner wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and wisdom is a she for sure. She's definitely female. Um, you know, I want to, I want to piece out here too, for the people listening, cause your story is, I mean, it's almost, it's so similar to mine. Like I did the whole check all the boxes, did all the thing, looked around, realized this is not for me. And I, I mean, I took a year sabbatical and I went to Mexico to practice my Spanish. Man. Um, <laughs> so you know, but, I, and there's people online that are like, oh, I just picked up and I like left my job and I created a new life. And it, it's almost become this like marketing cliche thing. And I, I want to break it down for people listening. Like, it's not that easy. It's like, there's preparations to be made, you know, like not everyone can pick up and do that. And also not everyone needs to. So tell us a little bit. I heard you say like, you know, I took two months to kind of prepare my financial situation. Like, what does one need to do, in your opinion, to prepare themselves to go on a journey within themselves like this? Well, I'm, I definitely think the, the very first question is kind of really look at your finances and be very honest about what you need. I, like I had a mortgage at the time. And like I said, I, you know, I don't necessarily have parents that can bail me out. And, and you know, if I get too deep in a hole, like I and I want to be very realistic about it. So to this day, people ask me kind of, well, did you did you start off with, with a business plan or with, with that? And I didn't. But but what I also recognize is that I own I own all of my decisions. And there's power in that. And I'm not gonna be embarrassed or ashamed of that. And so first thing I did is I looked at my bank account, I looked at where my savings were. Um, and I'm a very big proponent for, you know, for people to make sure that you've got enough of a cushion so that if you lose your job or anything else, because there's this freedom in not not being so strapped. So for anyone, you know, that, that you don't have that, you know, start building it in small ways. But so I looked at my bank account and I drew two red lines. And I said, if I go below this first red line, I should really start looking for a job. Right. So no matter what happens, I can start looking for a job. And then I made another one much lower than that. And that line I called Alaska is lovely this time of the year. <laughs> Oh my God! Because, tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> because that that line said, "Okay, look, you like you you deplete your resources, get over your ego, you know, put a domino sign on on, on your car and start delivering pizzas. Go and move to a, a a place that you may think you don't want to live for a salary that you think is less than what you desire. But the idea is, okay, what the this thing that we've done hasn't panned out the way we want to, and now let's take responsibility. And there's nothing like." A smart woman or man, whoever's listening to this podcast, a smart person who is willing to work 
can find a job. Now, it may not be what you used to do. It may not be how much money you want to make, but you can find something to kind of help you rebuild. And so for me, having those two lines were really important because I didn't have to constantly second guess, okay, is it time to stop now? Okay, I'm scared. This isn't working or it's not happening as fast as I thought. I didn't have to renegotiate every day with fear. Oh, I love that. I didn't have to renegotiate every day with fear. That is so good. I love that you had those two lines. I had similar lines. My line was not Alaska's great this time of year, but I did get to a place where I was like, damn it, I am a resourceful, intelligent woman. And if I got to go work at Starbucks just to like fund my dream happening and just keep going, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care. You know, you have to get over the shame and the whole like, you know, whatever the identity was of what you did before and what your title was, you know? Yeah. And people get caught up in this ego and then, you know, if feeling like some things are worthy work and some things aren't, I will tell you, you know, there's a woman that I know, she got into all the, the tech jobs right at the height of the tech boom. And then it, it busted. And so it seemed like every year she would go to a job and they would fall apart and she had to find another job. And so finally, after being on that cycle for a while, she stopped and said, you know, I, I never even wanted this. I really want to work in entertainment. And she kind of picked up drove to LA with all our possessions, start sleeping on couches and, and knocking on doors. And I said to her, where did you find this resolve? And she said, you know, one of the best things that ever happened to me was losing my job over and over again. Cause you realize hmm, the worst has happened. And then I found a job. Okay. And I will survive, right? <laughs> and I will survive. And then that's the piece, like this, this, this idea of like, okay, well, what will happen to me? Well, you'll become a barista. And if it's not Starbucks, it'll be, you know, the, the, whatever the Starbucks competitor down the street is. And if that doesn't work, you'll work, work in a library. There's McDonald's is hiring. Like you can find something. If you're resourceful, you can find something and not fear that it is the end of your story because only you can end your story. Oh, that's so good. I love that. It makes me think of a line in Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, where, and I'm going to paraphrase, but she starts talking about the relationship that she developed with her creativity. And she told her creativity, she promised it, I will never, ever, ever make you support me. I will support you. I will do whatever I need to do to support you coming alive. And she had three jobs while she was trying to be a writer. And there is no shame in that. In fact, you mentioned this earlier, like your creativity and your enjoyment of life in the moment and all of that, none of that can come out if you're living in fear. Not at all. But but I, I'm also a huge believer in the other side, right? There will be some people who, who will look at that choice and say, you know what? I kind of like my house. I kind of like my stuff. I, I you know I kind of like these things. And, and if that's the case, there's nothing wrong with having a value around a certain way that you want to live. But don't choose it out of fear, right? If that's the you that you want, own it, love it, and then find other ways to speak to those parts of your soul. Oh, that is the ultimate truth right there that you just said is Whatever you choose is fine. Just don't choose it out of fear. Absolutely. You know, I, I love watching people bridge kind of their current who they are and who they want to be. And, and you end up with these interesting configurations. So maybe you can't go all the way to writer because you're not willing to do what it takes. 
because that's really what we're talking about. For for every dream you have, it's just a matter of how much are you willing to give. And and there are things that I would that I would love, but I'm not willing to to do. And that's okay, right? I I'm very happy with my choices. I would say the same thing for you. So if you're like, I would love to be a writer like Miss Gilbert, but I'm not willing to kind of do that. I need my my creativity to support me. Then. You look at, at at pivoting into a job where writing is part of it, right? There's lots of creative writers, there's content marketing, right? So you find that space that has the right amount of of dreams and compromise to live the life that you want. Really good. Yeah, so good because what we tend to do, I find, is we make things like either or instead of it's both and. And it's not a black and white issue. There are tons of shades of gray in here, ladies. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit because you deal a lot with women who they're entrepreneurial and you also, you also work a lot with women who are still in corporate, they're still in jobs and maybe they're transitioning and maybe not, maybe they just, they're feeling that funk within what they're currently doing and they, they want to transition somehow. And so let's talk about the both and let's, let's talk about how we can take that itching, burning, that thing, right? That's inside of us. That's going, Oh, like, I don't know. Like, you know, the, the, the promotion sounds great, but how do you encourage women to really show up for themselves in that way and look at the stuff that our head keeps saying, no, no, just don't look behind that curtain. Don't, don't look there. <laughs> don't look at the desires and dreams. Don't, it's dangerous. So one of the things I think we are so disconnected from our values and, you know, values, a lot of times we, people think of mom and apple pie. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm an upstanding citizen. That's, those are my values. But values really are the things that drive you, that, that we all crave. And they're different. Some people have, have a super high value for creativity. and others, it may be for nature. And for some, some people, it may be for collaboration or accomplishment, achievement. And, you know, if you're trying to think through some of, some of your values, Values, you really only have to type values lists in Google and you'll get lists and lists and lists of some things for you to see what resonates. Why that's important is that will give you a place to start looking at your, your life and your job to see the places where it's working and where it's not. And so before you're like, okay, well, clearly I'm miserable. I must start a business or clearly my business isn't working. Let me go back and get a job in somebody's corporate. Getting clear on your values, you'll start to see, huh, Maybe I would like like this job, but I need more autonomy. And if that's the case, then let's let's try to get that. Let's see what happens and see what your soul is saying. Then see where your desires land. Because what I've found is oftentimes it gets masked in the fact that we are dissatisfied in some other arena. So, you know, to give an example, and, and I, I've used this in a bunch of places. I spoke to someone and she was looking for a job in Singapore. She was living in L.A. at the time. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. What do you love about Singapore? And she said, I've never been. And I was a little bit confused. Okay, well, how did you pick Singapore? She said she had read about it. And this is a, this is a woman who had, had kids in, in high school, was going to uproot her whole family to try to find a job in Singapore. And as we kept talking, well, I realized that she had a huge value around adventure. And her life had gotten so humdrum. And because she was looking for a job and had this other itch around adventure. She was trying to wrap everything up into one little ball and make a one size fit all <laughs> situation. So now the job was going to solve all her problems. Now she didn't know she was doing that, but we often do that the same way. You're dissatisfied at work. And then, so, you know, we look at our, our life partner and, you know, we find ourselves constantly annoyed by things or vice versa. 
our lives aren't happy. And so now we find this great person and we want them to be our everything. Yeah. Like we try and find the thing that's going to like, if I, if I fix that one thing, right, if I cut out that one tumor, right, then everything's going to be great. And, and that's a great point that you bring up because if you're not looking in the right spot, if there's another way, like this woman in this example, if there was another way for her to fulfill adventure, would she have to uproot her whole family and her whole life and do that? Maybe she still would. Maybe that's what she'd still want to do. But that's a really great point that we need to look at the whole picture systemically. Well, and, it, and that keeps people, you know, so whether you're, you're in your, your corporate job or, or you're, you're an entrepreneur, you're looking to do some th- different things, it keeps you from chasing the wrong rabbits <laughs> down holes, you know, and then what happens is you, you get to the new situation and you're going, oh, now, now I'm miserable again. What's wrong with me? Right. So so by by keying in on kind of what are your values and what's missing, you automatically like turn up the dial about love in your life. Like you just, oh, your life gets that much juicier while you're making your your other moves. Right. So we start from there. And then, you know, I, I say probably the number one thing that I would tell people to do if you, you know, if your spirit is speaking to you with some type of desire is find your tribe, spend time in the spaces and places with people that you feel in alignment with that desire. Right. So if you think about starting a business and, and you maybe you want a small clothing business, are there associations? Are there clubs of where people are doing those? What are the, the blogs and the bloggers where people are talking about those things? The more that you can do that, number one, you start learning about the space that you think you want to move into. Number two, you have an interest in it. And so it's kind of fun in your life. And number three, you start to meet new people who then can bring opportunity to you. This is perfect. It segues beautifully into the next thing I wanted to dive into, which you talk about a lot is, and I love that you've worded it, the soul of success, because I love that play on words. I love that. But it's this, it's this high achiever, highly motivated person that can't seem to get the balance straight between work and living a life that feels great. You know, like we've somehow, I'm writing my book right now called Unsettled, very much around all these topics. And there's that Lily Tomlin quote that always comes to mind. She says, the trouble with the rat race is that even when you win, you're still a rat. (laughs) (laughs) I love that quote. It's amazing. So talk to us a little bit how, what your views are around this ever elusive work-life balance. Every time I hear work-life balance, it drives me nuts, right? And and in some, some fields, they try to try to change it to work-life integration. It doesn't work. It just doesn't. Um, because you know what? It's all your life, you know. And I I fundamentally believe that your work solely exists to be in service to the life you're building. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> your your work solely exists to be in service to the life you are building. I love that. And so we always look at the life that my clients are trying to build and then see kind of how do you make the work be in support. Now, for each one, each one of us, and remember, we have different values and we have different upbringings and all that kind of stuff. The path is different. So I, you know, we have a friend that when she was going to surgery, she's there, they are wheeling this chick towards the operating room and we're trying to snatch her phone because she's trying to do one more email. Happily so. Like, good good woman, but she loves it. And that is the perfect balance for her because it gives her everything she needs. Now, another person who is doing that because, oh my God, you know, what happens if I miss some work? Will I get fired? Will my boss be mad at me? Should, 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 should. That's not work-life balance. That's not in service of their lives. That's different. You need to find a different balance and create your boundaries for that. 
Right. And so everyone kind of has, I think the reason why it feels so hard is because there's not one size fits all solution. Like you have to really look at yourself and be okay with your decisions. I think what, what happens is I want to make my own decisions and I I want to, to make me feel good. But then I also want everyone else to give me all the accolades that everyone else gets. So here's the honest answer. If the right balance for you is to spend more time, I don't know, traveling than the person next to you who might be going into the office and spending, you know, 80 hours a week working, you got to be okay with that and whatever the consequences of those choices are. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be successful. Maybe you can't be successful at that one company because they, their values are all screwed up. But you can be successful on your own terms. But you have to define what success is, live by your own boundaries, and then be okay. We spend a lot of time going, well, I want what she has over there. But I don't always want to make the same choices that she makes. Yeah, it makes me think of that uh, another great quote that is always in my head. And I'm not sure if it was Oprah's quote or she was quoting someone else saying it. But, you know, I always have her voice in my ear saying, run your own race. You know, because when you're busy worried about what your neighbor is doing and what their life looks like and what they have and you know, whatever that is, you're never really living your own life and you're never getting in touch with the thing that your guiding principles, which you just mentioned, are your values. And we don't have the ability to look at, at the other person's entire situation. It, 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 it's the Facebook effect, right? Like we get to see all the pretty pictures and we get to see you on your trip. And then we don't know nor want is your anxieties, the, the, your insecurities, some of the, the, the negative consequences of those choices or even those things that we may even feel like we're envious of. They all have shadow sides. Yeah, I'm like, we like we don't want all of what other people have. We just want the good stuff. We want to cherry pick it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I call social media uh, the highlight reel. I remember <laughs> years and years ago, I was three over three years ago, I was living in Australia and I had gone through a breakup and just like shitstorm. I was just in the most worst place of my life. But you know, I was posting like pretty pictures of the things I was doing and the adventures I was having. And I remember talking to a friend who I hadn't talked to in a little bit. And I told her like, it's just been awful. And I've been so depressed and whatever. She's like, well, oh my God. She's like, I had no idea your Facebook and your Instagram like look so like you're having such an amazing time. And I was like, well, I am not going to post on there when I have snot running down my nose and I'm like depressed. And it was just, it was so indicative of our time. It's like, we don't even check in with people anymore. It's just, we see what's going on in the highlight reel and we're like, yeah, they're good. No problem. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, it, it, it's faux connectivity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as we wrap up here, I feel like I talked to you for another at least 90 minutes because there's so much that I want to ask you in terms of, you know, what you've experienced. But as we wrap up, what would be the one, two, or even three pieces of advice to someone listening to this show who already has the wheels turning? Like she's already thinking, I got to change things up. Like this is, something's got to give here. I am not happy with life. Something's got to give. Well, where would you tell her to start? I would start um, with your, your confidence. So much of this, the reasons why we sit for things that, that are less than what we deserve, less than what we, what we desire, is because we think we're not ready. We're not ready. We can't do it. And I got to tell you, uh, there are people doing amazing things that, that don't have the backgrounds. <laughs> there are people making money every day that, that are delivering results that are not as good as what you do. Like it is, it's amazing. This, this barrier that we put up saying that I can't, 
is a wall that holds us back. So if, if, if you do nothing but work on the fact that, yes, I can, like I, I can, and if I can, I can figure it out. Right. And, 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 and sit in that to know that if a desire is given to you and you, again, truly reflect on it. Now, there's a lot of wants, right? And a lot of envy. <laughs> and you say, well, I want what this person wants. But then you realize, kind of like I did with my career path, I don't really want that job. I wanted the perks, right? That part, so, so even if I were to pursue that, that wasn't, that wasn't the right path because I, I didn't want the it. Right? <laughs> like when you find something that you want the it of, that you want, just be it. Be it and it is yours. You can do this. You are ready. You're smart. You can figure it out. And if you're confident, you can convince someone else that you can do it too. Do that one thing and you can go anywhere you want to go. I love that. So confidence, work on that. I'm just thinking back. I'm reflecting back on my own life as I hear you speak. And I, what kept me back, I think, for most of my entire life, and even now it's, it's always a work in progress, but for most of my entire life, when there was these moments where I ended up settling, I ended up just doing the thing that you do because you just have to do it, right? Mm-hmm. It was because I didn't believe in myself. It's because I didn't have the confidence that I could do it. And I love that that was your number one literally just the standalone thing is start with believing in yourself and start with finding the confidence in you that, you know, you can succeed. And at the very least, you, you know, like die trying, right? Like just, <laughs> exactly. Just well, have I, it in you. Yeah. You know, I, I speak from, from, you know, my own experience. Like I, I was very good at getting ready. I was always getting ready. Like, and I would read another book. I would take another class. I would, you know, get myself and, and do everything but move forward. I love that. I have a degree in getting ready. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a degree in that. Yeah. No, it's it's so true. It's like I, I'm gonna get. I'm getting ready to get ready. It's just, exactly. That's another level down. <laughs> it, it is so true. So much so, you know, when I first kind of started my business. Uh, I was working with a coach and he forbade me to write a business plan because he said, I know what you're going to do. It's going to be beautiful and fabulous. It's going to take you forever. And the one thing you won't do is pick up the phone and ask someone to buy something from you. He said, so go out. And back, this was the time when Kinko's still was a thing. Go to Kinko's, make a card, invite someone to lunch and, and say, this is what I'm looking for. Do you know anyone that needs my services? Like that's how my business started because he knew that I would get ready to get ready. I love it. So the, the moral of the story here, ladies, who everyone's listening and gentlemen, because I have men that listen to the show too, is start before you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You probably won't ever be ready enough in your own head. Absolutely. Like, and you know, we wait to be ready. It's like, you know, you wait to be prepared to be a parent or prepared to be an entrepreneur. You know, I can go back and look at my journey and say, like, I was basically thrown into entrepreneurism. So I got laid off of my cushy job and, you know, couldn't talk about what I did for a living because I was under top secret clearance and, you know, couldn't find a job. And I thought, oh, well, now's as good a time to start a business as any. I had a mortgage and car payments and all that stuff. And, you know, I used to look back and go, God, you know, if I didn't start like that, you know, it would have been different. And I would have, you know, maybe I would have gotten successful faster. But when I think back now, I wouldn't have ever started unless I got a kick in the ass (laughs) to do it. (laughs) That is so many people's story or, 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 or something opens up and it's an opportunity that you just can't, you can't miss. And then still you're like, wow, I would have gotten more ready if I had known this was coming. No, no. And no one is ever ready. And you know what? All the getting ready 
never prepares you for what you walk into. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it totally doesn't. It totally doesn't. So everyone listening, just go out and do it. I love it. I love it. Oh my God, Tara, it was such a pleasure to speak to you, uh, to have you on this show, to have you educate us and fill us in on your world a little bit. I just, I totally feel like you're a soul sister and our journeys have been, as much as they look different, have been very, very similar. And I'm so, so grateful for you to coming on the show today. Oh, this has been a blessing. I wish we had like five more hours. We have even more conversation, but you know, and thank you for having this podcast. This, the, like, I didn't have this when I was going through mine. And it's so easy to feel alone. So thank you for helping us know that we're not alone on this journey. Mm, yes, absolutely. And next time I'm in Chicago, we're going to go for coffee, girl, because we have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> Ooh, coffee and a little bit of Bailey's in there because it's going to mm. be a good, a good okay, talk. Okay, cool. We'll have an evening <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Thanks so much, Tara. Oh, my pleasure. Are you ready to launch into that next thing? You just know there's something inside of you that's been poking and pecking away at you. Maybe it's that still small voice that was whispering to you this entire show saying, it's time for something new. It's time for an up level. And you know that whatever your job is or your career or even your business is not cutting it. You've been living in your head too long and you haven't connected to that essential part of you, your living soul that has all the answers you need. Well, are you ready to go on an adventure for your mind, body, and soul? I hope you are. I've launched a brand new women's retreat in Bali that is especially for you. My partner and I from Sky High Coaching, Janelle Ryan and I have been working for months now putting together this amazing, amazing retreat, and it is created with you, the ambitious woman in mind. It's our first ever retreat in Bali. And Bali, if you don't know, is one of the spiritual hubs of the earth. Just the vibration there alone is dedicated to raising you up and getting you in touch with your soul. I would love to invite you to check out the page, see if this is right for you. If you're not sure, we could arrange a conversation. But check out the page. We'll have the link in the show notes. Come on over to SheRisesPodcast.com. Click on the link in the show notes for the Bali retreat and find out all the information there. And like I said, if you're not sure and you have questions, we could arrange a time to speak. Otherwise, this is my open-hearted invitation to you, the woman who does and thinks too much and is ready for the next phase. Hope you join us. Thank you so much for tuning in and keep rising, everyone. For books and resources related to today's episode, make sure you head over to SheRisesPodcast.com and I'll see you there. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure you tune back in next week when I dive into more juicy topics to help make your life the best it can be. And hey, if you've enjoyed listening to the show and you love it, head on over to iTunes and leave me a rate and review and subscribe there to the show. 